Hello and welcome to ESG Matters at Ashurst. This is the first episode in our new series, Game Changers and Transition Makers, where we'll be speaking with individuals around the globe who are reimagining business and taking action now on climate transition. Today, I am very excited to be joined by David Katz, founder and chairman at Plastic Bank, an internationally recognized solution to ocean plastic. David is one of the key peoples in finding solutions to stop plastic bottles reaching the ocean. He starred in award-winning documentaries, and he also has done his own TED Talk. David, Morning. great to see you. Thank you. Yeah, great to be here, and thank you for creating this space. No, my, our, my pleasure, certainly. Could you start by just telling us a little bit about yourself and your business, um, you know, how you came up with it and, and how you founded it? It's been going for quite a while now. It has. It's uh, just celebrating our 10th year uh, since the inception of the idea. It was May the 9th. 2013, right before lunch. Uh, who am I? I'm just a regular guy and just some dude out of Vancouver uh, that had the courage to start, that didn't need to have everything right to begin. We create stores where everything can be purchased using plastic garbage that would otherwise flow in the environment. And it provides access to medical insurance and school tuition and cell phone minutes and access to clean water and everything the world's emerging have always struggled to afford everything the world's emerging need to transcend poverty available using materials that would otherwise create harm really fascinating right mm -hmm. you take something that's waste it's right? not waste. something that no, has or something that people uh -huh. had no value for didn't see the value didn't have the ability so I, I'm I'm and and I, you know I interject because it's these the words words actually are powerful in society and we have to use the right words and we created the word of waste and so here we are. I mean if it was if it was introduced as a renewable resource that when we created a collection ecosystem, we didn't have to produce more we could just use what we already have and we would add small amounts as we as the population grew there'd be a different conversation we wouldn't be having a conversation about how many whales and dolphins and fish and birds and life dies and how it well how it how it ends up in all of our exactly. cycles exactly. not not, not yeah. just all of it all not of just us the amen yeah yeah amen. so 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 you had this idea yeah right you're sitting you know just before lunch yeah. um thinking about <laughs> it uh-huh it's a fair fair comment to have the courage to actually go from whatever yeah. you're doing on your daily basis yeah. to to try this new thing entirely can you can you kind of walk us through the the steps you took to that? What how did how did you right, listen, how did you get it's, there? It's, it's it's so much more simple than what you think. And I'm asked that it's my most common question. People are like, well, but how did you do that? And they're looking for some step by step. Like, I know I did this and then that, and I launched this. And I, the very first journey, the very first part of it, the communication I like to share with everyone, because what I'm really trying to do is create a space for others to join, to make it easy, to make it available so that people can say, oh, I can make change too. I am the change that I want to see in the world. And I'm, and I'm touched by how many world changing, life changing, society changing ideas died because the person who had the idea was afraid to fail. Hmm. Who knows where we would be today? Who knows what other interactions with thing or people we would have? 
if it wasn't for the ego mind, not wanting to look bad. I have this profound idea as plastic as money, where the world, the, the, the most impoverished could use it to transcend poverty. And if we end poverty, we touch on all of the 17 United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. And in fact, we can't, we can't get to any of them unless we solve number one, which is poverty. You won't end hunger if you don't solve poverty. You won't increase education if you don't end poverty. And so there I am with this profound idea that we could do this. And oh my goodness, what a flood. I had all of the hair in the back of my neck, like, oh, there's something there. And oh my goodness, like, oh, and then it was flooded with an even louder voice of all of the ego. The ego was like, no, who are you? How you're not going to be able, what are you kidding? You're going to create some global supply chain of material. You're going to deal with the world's largest and most influential brands. You're going to create a consumer movement. You're going to create, you know, collection locations around the world in areas of poverty. What? Africa itself has 2,000 languages. How? There's no way. Stop it. Tell someone else about this idea. So I went, oh, okay, hold on a second. Who do I know? And, and everything else. And I kind of was starting to follow my ego mind. And then I had a moment of pause. I had a very quiet moment. And the quiet moment, a voice emerged in the stillness of it. And it was just very calm and said, no, David, you don't, you don't need to be the person that could do any of this. You don't need to be the person that could change the world. All you need to do right now is to choose to be on the very slow journey of becoming the person. Mm. You see, that was easy. That I could make a choice over. And so here I am right now with you with everyone listening, because that moment, May the 9th, 2013, right before lunch, I had a beautiful, quiet, conscious voice that I listened to. And I decided in that moment that someday, somewhere, that's who I was going to be. And it didn't need to be who I was now. And I think and it's an important message that I want to share with everyone, because we truly need an army of people with an army of ideas doing all kinds of amazing things that just need the courage to start. Fascinating. And, and really powerful, right? Because it's not, mm -hmm. it's not something that people can't access, mm -hmm. right? Everyone can access that if you choose yeah. to access it. Mm -hmm. And then, and then it's, what I also find fascinating is kind of what avenue you took next, right? So mm -hmm. some people would be listening and they would think, oh, okay, well, well, David, go work for an NGO, go, go, you know, go be part of an international organization. But you said, okay, let's reimagine how this works for people in a self-sufficient and in, in business mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's just exactly it. I mean, it had to be, you know, there's a, there's a distinction between, you know, I'm only going to answer NGO because you know, the purpose of me being on this podcast is ultimately to provide a space for people to figure out their own path. And everyone's going to take their own path and people still look, but no, David, but how did you do it? Like, no, you're going to have your own journey. I can tell you how, but if it's not fulfilling for you, your own self-actualized self, then at some point you will lose the way. So you're going to have your own journey. Just begin, think, look, what would you do? How could you do it? Where could you go? Who could you tell? Begin telling everybody. I think that's maybe the first step to tell everyone. Tell everyone that'll listen. I told everyone. Mm. And I was with great people and I would look for right, the right thinkers and stuff. And like, this is what I'm thinking about. And here we are today. 
oh, take this, take this step or talk to this person or get the feedback from these people or go and share it over here or whatever it might be. That's the very next step. Yeah. Yeah. The first step is tell everyone. And stretching into your own networks to find mm -hmm. their networks. Exactly. And have your ambition behind it, have the purpose behind it, have your becoming behind it and see inside of it in the vulnerability of your becoming, because it's a vulnerable journey because you're not yet the person. So you have to understand that you're not. So you got to put down all of the attachments, all of the judgments, all of the resistance about self, knowing that you know nothing. So you have to come from this know nothing state and you have to start telling everyone so that you can be open enough, vulnerable enough to know that you don't know it and you're there in a learning journey. That's why it's so hard for people because it's vulnerable because they believe it'll mean something about themselves. They believe that it'll mean that they're not smart or not good enough or whatever it is. Oh, I don't want to tell anyone because they might affirm that I don't know ever anything. Like, oh, that's that most people's worst fear. Interesting. So, and, 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 and so I guess is, is part of that then changing your perception of kind of success and failure as you, as, as you look, or, or did you just say, look, well, yeah, I'm going to fail it lots of parts of this as I grow no, this there's business. No failing. As I... There's there's learning. Mm. There's a learning, 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 growing, becoming, 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 becoming. The self-actualized soul in the becoming. I mean, the journey's the destination. I mean, like what success? I mean, like it's just such a lost conversation today because most people will say, oh, you know, I have accolade or I have a big, beautiful house or I have, that's, that's not, that's not it. It's not in thing, doesn't live there at all. The journey is the destination, period. Now is what I have, the beauty of it, the unfolding moment, the consciousness, the, the infinite space of it all. So you've, you've gone through this, you've embraced this, difficult journey. And so how, I guess, how is it, how are you seeing that received? Your business is operating in multiple countries. Yeah, we're a multinational organization. We're, we're, we're in countries around the world. We're Southeast Asia. We're North Africa. We're Latin America. We have offices around the world. We're hundreds and hundreds of staff. We're in the tens of millions in revenue. We've built an organization that I'm immensely proud of. And I'm I'm more excited that my children are immensely proud of me. And so, yeah, we've done all kinds of stuff. We've run millions of, of consumer-facing products uh, daily. And, 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 and yet we're just beginning. And there's so much to do. And we've gathered some amazing organizations together. And, the, you know, we're, we're ultimately gathering a community of those organizations who want to stand on the right side of history, the world's most progressive organizations, that in spite of profitability are acting for the good of humanity anyhow. It's conscious capitalism. Hmm. And this has to be a, a, a for-profit model. I mean, you also communicated a moment ago, this, this you know, you brought up NGO, but, you know, I'm struck. So I'm, on, I'm going to the United Nations Environmental um assembly for plastics um, at the end of the month in Paris. And for-profit business is not invited. What? Exactly. What? What do you mean what? it's not invited? <laughs> what? What do you mean it's what? not invited? You're an NGO? <laughs> like what? Like, what, were you kidding? It's like, that. that's the, that's the, that's the, the irony of it all. Yeah. Yeah. But do you know what? That's the crux of one of the biggest challenges within this, the sphere of trying to, you know, trying to, to create a resilient and, and, and sustainable world. I, I keep finding that, you know, people are having conversations within their own subgroup, right? Yep. When in actual fact, you need yep. 
people across groups to be having conversations and no, no. one's no, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's Everybody's got to get on the path. Yeah, you need different thinking. Again, you've got to be vulnerable. You've got to open your soul. You've got to be able to say, I don't know. I've got to be able to look. And you need other opinions to be able to look at self and go, oh, that I don't know yet. Oh, let's add that. What a different perspective. You see, I, I think that the, the the this challenge with the this you know non-governmental organization, this or charity, whatever we want to call it, to business, that is a fundamental where we both operate with a resource we we both start with a resource we and it's not scarce it's abundant we both we start with an abundant resource with cash we'll call it but there's a perspective from the ngo that looks at it as being scarce and they try to deplete it as slowly as possible while they make impact where an entrepreneur will look at that and go oh i'm going to multiply that as quickly as possible by making even more impact and self-perpetuate and not have to go back to the well that's different than the ngo that's why we're not going to find global solutions with NGOs because of the mindset. It's a thinking. And maybe it's not the thinking of the CEO, but the rest of the organization thinks that way. Do you have a revenue problem or do you have a cost problem? You probably have a revenue problem. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. So so there's lots, lots in that entire I mean, lots in that conversation. Right. But that's again, again, that's also what I stand for. You see, these are things that I was learning in the process, the vulnerability of it, looking at things. Because how many people told me that I should be, oh, well, why are you a for-profit business? That's a dirty word. Well, no, it's not. Your interpretation of it, the meaning you place on it, your own, your own, I don't know, traumas make you think that's the case, but it's not the way. Mm. In fact, we could certainly argue that, you know, that it's it's biblical by nature as well. Profit, money, generating, creating. It's a measurement of creation. It's a beautiful thing. You know, doing it at the expense of others for your own benefit, that's not maybe the, you know, most whole way to go about it. But with conscious capitalism or, or social capitalism or social entrepreneurship or whatever term you want to place on it, you can actually live in an abundant society where the more benefit you create for others, the more you you share. And then when you're creating benefit for everyone, everyone wants you to win because their benefit becomes from you winning. It's amazing. And now you're yeah. building a whole movement around you of everybody wanting everybody to win. That's available. It's not the public corporation that has to extract for the shareholder. That type of business has to change. That's for sure. Shareholder first at the expense of all others, that has to end. Mm-hmm. So for for others, you know, others pe- people listening in, right? Is mm-hmm. is there a, a kind of, you know, you, I think you've probably said it a little bit already. Sort of a systems thinking change that has to happen as you as you kind of look at how businesses are interacting with people and people are interacting with businesses and and how all of that's interacting, you know, with with, mm-hmm. with the planet. Yeah, that's that's what I would touch on. I mean, you, you know, so I go back to. You know, I like B Corp. I like the structure of B Corp um, for public company because what right now the fiduciary duty of the public company is shareholder return first, and so the the duty of the CEO ultimately is to provide profit. Mm. It's not to provide good things for the world. And in fact, yeah. if they did that, then they they I mean, they could be um, imprisoned if they act on behalf of the world first. I mean, it's yeah. possible. I mean, that's yeah. there, right? That is an actual mechanism for a CEO that would choose to, to do well. 
yeah. in the world. Now, the B Corp provides the space to serve all of society. Yeah. Well, and also maybe, you know, I think <clears throat> some of that conversation also is people not recognizing the kind of the true cost of what exactly, exactly. What, um, what they're doing, right? So yeah. it, it's a profit yeah. in itself is not bad, but profit with half of the input costs missing is not true profit, it's right? Not it's true not true profit. No, it's amen. not, it's not uh, resilient. Exactly. It's exactly. not sustainable. Exactly. It, exactly. It's, it's not how you can, exactly. have, have, you're here in 25 years. No, and it's not, years. it's not, it's not long-term profit anyhow. Yeah. 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 Short-term, short-term thinking. That's the part of the challenge as well. There's all kinds of different things, but that's ego mind attachment. I need money now. You know, like, oh, it's most people live in the sense of salvation of the future. So, oh, in the future, then when I'll have a new car or, oh, I'll, I'll pay off my mortgage, then I'll be happy. Then I'll make, or they live in their sense of identity. This is who I am. You know, oh, I, I, I'm, I'm identified as a rich person or, or whatever it is. They don't live presently. They don't live in the very moment of, of, of consciousness. So they're making decisions in a place that don't exist. So they don't have all the costs associated. They don't understand. I mean, lots, lots of lots of this could certainly appear esoteric, but this is all the truth. Yeah, and I, I think it's really, you know, it's it, your story is an interesting one, right? Because it, it brings it down to okay, you know, these are these are big thoughts, but then then what is it you actually are doing, yep. right? Yep. And what you're doing is creating a business where people can use yep. something that you didn't yep. think of before yep. to exactly. get what they yeah. need yeah. Um, in an environment that actually is quite, quite circular and quite helpful. And, and there's so much more inside of what we do. So I kind of expressed that, that thinking, but plastic banks or bank branches, what we're really building is this monetary standard. It's, it's a standard around the exchange of material resources that provides benefit as cash would. So consider yourself living in poverty. You've got no shoes. Your children don't have clothes. They're not in school. You, you have no power to come out of it, and yet you're incredibly resourceful because if you're not, you will die, and the family you die if you're not resourceful. You're resourceful, you're smart, you might not have an education, but you're smart, you can figure things out, and you can work hard and all the rest of it. Who's going to, how are you going to transcend that? Well, what I'm living into, the world of it all, is that the more frequently you just collect your own material, if you're consistent in collecting the material that you encounter, you don't have to go through the streets to go and gather. You can, of course. You can even make more doing that. But if you just collect and return the material you encounter on a, on a weekly basis with high quality, you earn credit inclusion. You can We can substantiate a credit worthiness. We know and we can rely on you because every week for the last year or so, this is what you've been doing. We know how much you may bring in. So at the press of a button, you can borrow money at, at low interest rate. So that you can transcend your own part. You don't even need to apply. You press a button because we know that you're worthy. We know you come back to this location every week. We know what the quality of interaction is. We know that you actually invited other people into a different life as well. So you invited people into change. So you're stand for other people. You're very consistent and reliable. So now you can press a button. Now maybe it's a small business. Mm -hmm or whatever it might be, of which you also then just consistently return your material and you repay the loan with plastic. Yeah, interesting. So, so the whole credit analysis is so, so interesting, right? Because we look at that on a macro level through things like sustainable finance, right? How mm -hmm. do we re, how do we incorporate different criteria into credit worthiness that previously mm -hmm. hadn't, right? How do we incorporate mm -hmm. GHG emissions and how companies are dealing with that? So, so that's at this kind of big micro level mm -hmm. for, for, for big finance, mm -hmm. but but you've taken it all the way into like the, the, the crux of credit worthiness. Is this person right. going to be able to 
you know, be responsible for their credit. Mm -hmm. And we can see them from the work of Muhammad Yunus and Grameen that um, they are. Yeah. 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 And default rates on on those kinds of loans are, uh, you know, you you would, you would kill for them in the, in the commercial world and the, in the, in the big institutional world. Right. And providing microfinance because the delivery is very expensive. So African continents approaching 40% interest rates, it's loan sharking. You see, this is an abundant mindset. It's like, oh my goodness, abundance for everyone. And what occurs when there's abundance for everyone? Every household, every family, every mother, every father, everyone now has access to change their lives. Mm. Mm. They have to beg for it, ask for it, go to a loan shark for it. No, they're like this beautiful, dignified human. And then what else is available from a business model? What could we distribute through that? Maybe, maybe once we've really, you know, established this, this beautiful chain of souls, we can give them businesses. Here's a business that you could launch where you are that will help affect your population. Maybe it's agriculture, maybe it's seed distribution, maybe it's a prawn farming, which is, is, is very easy as well around the world. Maybe who knows? How mm-hmm. can I bring in more diversified, you know, protein sources into communities? through a hole in the ground and prawn larva like what now you've got food to sell like it's so much that we could you could earn your way into changing society it's remarkable i mean there's just so much deeper and we're not just like we talk about you know we're a collection ecosystem a supply chain for plastic but it's so much more yeah what are your plans world domination we talked about this so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and we have to keep growing. It's ultimately we, you know, we continue to want to create a a model that is that is exponential. So call that licensing. I don't know what to call, you know, but it's an exponential model that allows anyone else in the world to implement. That's what we want to do. We want to create the software platform for everyone. And, and on a bigger scale, the way we're really driving the company today is to to work in those nations that have have, have created law around the extended producer responsibilities. So that in those areas, we provide a software platform for a nation state that allows them to administer an EPR program that results with economic development for the population. Interesting, interesting. And and you know, that that question of what you're doing in your supply chain is only gonna get more and more relevant. I mean, rules Amen. coming out of the EU at the yep. moment are yep. very focused on more what's more. happening. More, all, more and more become more and more stringent and so we're kind of trying to race ahead to create that platform that allows any producer the clarity into the into the population as well give them the ability to also share in the beauty that we create and the lives that we change so that they can be inspired about as well plus within the blockchain creating all of the authenticity traceability transparency so they can see that the actual whatever however you want to term their their financial responsibility is actually being administered appropriately, kept out of corruption, you know, all of the beautiful things. You see, it's abundant mindset. Like we try to work with the truth. And so, so that's that's the, the opportunity. And then as a result of that, the entire population benefits because now there's credit worthiness, inclusion, other entrepreneurial opportunities, all of it. Amazing. Yeah. Plus a clean country, like amazing. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and it's fascinating, right? Because it's an on the ground, yep. locally led solution yes. to something you always hear. Oh, I can't yep. figure out where my plastic goes to. I yep. can't get it back. I can't, you know, I yep. you know, I have to pay yep. people for it, right? Mm-hmm. And all of this. Mm-hmm. But it, it kind of turns that on the head and says, Okay, mm-hmm. this is why that's you know, in fact, this is the information we can we can sell you right. to help you in your process. Right. right. Yeah. 
benefit? Where do I get benefit for you? This is the thing. It's like, I look at how, how can I have you win? Like it's when it's win, 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 win. It's a beautiful thing. Like everyone wins, the collector wins, the consumer wins, the brand wins, the country wins, uh, the environment wins, we win, uh, the consumer wins, even the plastic wins, it becomes new again. Everything wins. David, if you could, you could provide listeners with kind of one actionable takeaway. It's very interesting, right? Because in some ways, uh-huh. this is really like an entrepreneurial mindset. And you know, yeah. when you when you hear people talk to entrepreneurs, when you have entrepreneurs talk about how they've started things, they say, "Oh, look, I looked for the friction. I looked for something I thought wasn't going well, and I seized on that and came up with an idea to do it better." So, I don't know if you agree with that with that kind of mindset, but but. Um, what do you Amen think? One, one I mean, it's gospel in the end. I mean, the obstacle in the path is the path. A beautiful book by Ryan by Ryan Holiday. Um, the obstacle is the way, and that and that truly is. I mean, whatever you see as the obstacles, that obstacle is there for you, and your path lies in the solving of that, in the looking of that. Whatever the obstacle is there for you, it's in your becoming. So it's not even the solution or the solving of the problem, but who you become as you solve the problem. Hmm. back to the opening conversation here i could choose to become the person who could change the world and that is that is readily available in seeing the obstacle as the way Hmm. look for them whatever you don't want to do that's what you need to do that's the path it's there it's showing you yeah having the grit to keep going with it right you go figure it out right yeah 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 fascinating Hmm. well good David, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for all the insights of awesome. you know how you how you got onto your way and and where your way is going and how how others can think about um, about thank their you. own empowerment. Mm-hmm. Everyone has. We need everyone. The whole world needs to show up right now. Mm. This is about us. It's about us. Like we're an us company, and I don't express it, but it's not about like plastic bank. That's not the us I'm talking about. I'm talking about us, you, me, every listener, us. It's us. It's up to us. You want change? It's up to us. We're not waiting for government or corporation. That's not going to do it. Us. Join us. Join others. Find others who want to make change. Us. (laughs) That's all there is. Brilliant. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening. We hope you found our new series, Game Changers and Transition Makers, worthwhile. To learn more about the issues we've just covered, please visit ashurst.com slash podcasts. This series follows on from our 30 for Net Zero 30 series, where we spoke with 30 leaders around the globe on actions to take now to deliver on 2030 goals. Make sure you don't miss any of our future episodes by subscribing via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. While you're there, please feel free to leave a rating or review. In the meantime, thanks again for listening and goodbye for now.